Well, this is Cork again, and the first time I felt good today is leaving the Republic of Work in the centre of Cork. This is a co-working space, business co-working space, and it's really good to walk out of this building feeling infinitely better than I did first thing this morning when I was... Oopsie daisy, excuse me. Uh, feeling poorly... Um, uh, tired, accumulation tiredness. I've just uh, been in Republic of Work. Why? Because uh, Roger Overall and I recorded Business Jazz, the podcast. Took, well, we recorded a little over 30 minutes of audio. And uh, so that got done. And then we discussed about three other items. And, uh, you know, some or other. Somehow or other, even though I, I, I thought going into recording the podcast that, oh God, I hope Roger leads us through this whole podcast and I'll just nod and go, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me ask you why, Roger. Um, no, I, it, it was a, but it was a bit of a gas episode. I mean, in the episode, uh, which was mainly about, about how to attract people to places. A place and the particular place we spoke most about was a place called Spike Island yeah. a Victorian prison off Cove in Cork I've never actually been onto the island but this is Ireland's Alcatraz so we talked about Spike Island we talked about Alcatraz we talked about Colditz we talked about Oh, several prisons. Oh, yes, Robin Island. Uh, I think in all we touched on about six or seven prisons. Uh, on yeah, and all of which have escape stories attached to them. Alcatraz has, of course, the story in which only one person is ever believed to have escaped from it, and they made a film about that. And other ones are big escapes. And. Uh, so it was funny, completely unexpected, that we'd end up talking about prisons and how to attract people to, uh, to come to a, a, an island prison. And one of the, the, the groups of, one of the type of people who would be interested in going to prisons are people who collect prisons. You know, they got a stamp and they say, well, I've been to all the prisons in the world or I'm, I'm going to visit all the main prisons in, in Europe. I mean, this is a small, tiny, a niche group of people but that was fun to, to to end up talking about prisons and how one of the most attractive things about about prisons are stories about escape escape and even the even the story of Robin Island one of the most attractive things about it is a story about how Nelson Mandela got off the island he was released from the island because that links up with a certain chapter in the history of South Africa and the history of apartheid, the end of apartheid and and everything like that. So that that's left me feeling good. It's also good weather. It's also uh, there's a nice breeze blowing and with a bit of luck I will find my car which I parked using a well, I, I paid for my parking using an app, which is here in Cork, which is um, Cork Park by 
text I think it is yeah very very good app if you so if you come to Ireland and you need to park a, a car or you come to Cork from Dublin or Mullingar or Belfast or whatever and you need to park your car get yourself the app Cork Park by text okay I think it might be time now to play a bit of rousing music after lunch is a good time in the day that's what I'm thinking I'm feeling very chilled out in fact I'm feeling positively lazy and if I if I had the ability I'd probably go and lie down and go to sleep for an hour and a half I've never been any good at catnapping. I, I kind of admire people who are capable of you know, taking half an hour break and recharging their engines. I've kind of recharged my engine in the last half hour because I've eaten four ginger, stem ginger biscuits and that's gonna shove my blood sugar level up by quite a bit. I had a cup of tea with a friend of mine who has bronchitis and hasn't been at all well and I haven't seen her in ages. So it was just lovely to visit her, sit in the kitchen, drink a tea, eat biscuits and chew the cud as we call it in Ireland chewing the cud I actually don't even know how widespread that term is cows choose cud what, what else do people do when they're just kind of having a, a relaxing natter I can't remember a phrase that would be used in other places but I know that in the UK for 30 years and I don't actually remember anybody saying that they were chewing the cud. So yeah, so it's also now been a good opportunity to allow Leo, the, allow Louis the dog to be alone in the house. They have to put up with being alone for a while. I'll now go back and take him in the car and drive and swap cars with my wife and go back and pick my daughter up. She'll do her homework. I'll gather all my bits and pieces. I'll drive her up to the riding stables. We'll hitch up a horse box, take her down to being trained by somebody who I think once trained the, may well have trained the Irish show jumping team. Anyway, somebody who's very good. And I will then leave her there and I will then go to Toastmasters this evening. And that, I think, is a run through kind of some facts several bits and pieces that need to be done in between um, and all of those things I feel like at the moment just putting my head down 
listening to some lovely music and dreaming my way through doing all those things <laughs> and not doing any of them. So there, that's uh, life. Let's just see for a minute what's the burning issue in Irish society on the radio. Audi, Vorsprung Dark Technik. I, I'm driving an Audi, so that was not planned. But uh, this is what's called the Joe Duffy Show, the most popular call-in radio show in Ireland today. It'll be starting in a minute. Joe Duffy has been, uh, what would I say, facilitating this uh, show for many years, maybe well, more than 10. He's very, very skillful, I think. Let's see if we can bring you a bit of him. Mark Flanagan, Group Operations Director at Kirby Group Engineering on his IMI partnership. Our success is based on our people's competence. Kirby's four-year partnership with IMI has helped build our people's technical, commercial, and world-class leadership skills to enable us to become the most trusted provider of high-value engineering and construction solutions. For details on IMI customized solutions, visit IMI.ie. IMI, equipping leaders to build the future. RTE Radio 1. Blues Best presents... Special guests, Steve. Creedence Clearwater Revival. My goodness, that takes me back. Tickets available now from Ticketmaster. John Fogarty with very special guests, Steve Miller Band. Tickets available now. Music updates on RTE Radio 1. I wish they'd just hurry up and put Joe Duffy on. These are the ads during the show, and uh, well, it's CD Pig featuring the orchestral music of Bill Whelan. Lanarag, join me, Lorcan Murray, every day from 4 p.m. on RTE Lyric FM. Live line on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Skoda. We may not be made here, but everything about a Skoda is made for Ireland. By the way, Bill Whelan's orchestral music, you've just heard his name mentioned there. Bill Whelan is a terrific composer. I, I better declare an interest. I went to school with him and consider him to be a great friend. Well, I suppose it's no different in lots of ways than, than many people around the country um, with regard to health services. Basically, Helen uh, did something to her leg on Wednesday evening, Wednesday night, and she went to her GP on Thursday, who referred her to a hospital in Dublin. She's living in Dublin. Um, for um, an MRI. Um, she attended the hospital. The doctor there couldn't do anything for her, suggested that she go for an MRI privately. Um, she doesn't have a medical card and she doesn't have private health insurance. Um, and if things got worse, go back to her GP, but did stress the urgency of getting the MRI because no treatment could be and if, and given. And if you don't have the medical card and you can't afford uh, BHI, whatever, private healthcare. How much, do you know how much is an, an MRI? 225. Uh, 225. Okay. Because Helen went home that evening and she went online and the earliest MRI that she could get privately was in fact today. Now, I, I live in Yolkans Cork, so I tried from the Cork perspective and it was exactly mm. the same situation. 
So she went back to her GP on Friday, and her GP was none too pleased with the situation because he deemed it was urgent. She did need medical attention. So she went... Right, let's go get the dog. Let's get the dog who's been alone in the house for about 45 minutes. Now, the reason I did all that in silence is that the a dog trainer and a dog book and several things have said to me that when you come back into a house, that the first during the first five minutes, you don't uh, speak to the dog so that the dog um, knows its place in the nicest possible way but that you don't come back into the house and make a fuss of the dog. Dog is all excited. Dog may be glad that this period of being alone is, is over. Whatever it is, for whatever reason, keep everything very calm and make coming in and going out as normal as a pie. So there, it definitely got to be time now for a piece of music as I go on the next stage, the next part of Tuesday's adventure in Cork, Ireland. It's Paul O'Mahony saying you know, have a 
have an adventurous life. It's time for a bit of news from Ireland. Today the news is about Irish health and the Irish health system. Because the number one item on our news about Ireland at four o'clock in the afternoon concerns an apology given by the Irish Health Service. Now the Irish Health Service is called the Health Service Executive. That's the name of the body. It has a chief executive. It has branches around the country. It manages the provision of health services around the country. It provides all of the funding for public health in the country. Now the health service executive today today unreservedly apologized to a family of a two-year-old girl who died after a hole in her heart went undiagnosed. Now we're 2018 today but on the 10th of July 2014 she died in a hospital in Limerick. So what are we nearly four years since the little girl died as a result of the hole in her heart being undiagnosed. Today, the health service in Ireland, the executive, apologized to the family. Now, there's no need for me to go into it in great detail, except that there was quite an amount of negligence The, an electrocardiograph was carried out in June 2013 and the girl was heart was passed as normal whereas it was actually abnormal if it had been properly diagnosed at the time she'd have been referred to a pediatric cardiologist but that wasn't the end of the matter there was a, an x-ray taken in March 2014, less than a year, less than a year later, which was be, has been called a suspicious one. There was no action taken as a result of that. But at long last, the health service executive issued a letter which was read out in the court, apologizing unreservedly now this, oh my God, it said in that letter that the girl, it was, there were regrettably aspects of her care that didn't reach the standard expected. The family got a payment today for the loss of their daughter. And do you know how much they got? They got the grand total of 35,000 euro. That's called a solatium. I guess that means a some kind of a... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's uh, This is the highest payment that's allowed to be awarded. This situation where a public body does something as bad as be negligent 
towards a child. And then it takes four years for there to be an apology. And then the family get 35,000 euro. I mean, I have absolutely no way of knowing how important 35,000 euros is to that young girl's family. So it'd be wrong of me to suggest that that's a trivial amount of money, which is almost a kind of insult to the family for it to happen, for it to come four years after the child died. I mean, it, that would be unfair of me to say that I know that that's... But... But... but ah, I'm kind of... These public apologies... You know, who... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the news from Ireland is not good today.